Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me today on the show for a conversation that as soon as you hear us dig in, you're going to know is near and dear to my heart. So grateful to have been connected recently with Elizabeth Rhino. And I know you're going to love what she's here to share with us today. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. After married for 25 years, mom to three awesome young adults, 23, 21, and 19. So mm -hmm. she was fully immersed in the mom role for, and still is. They're yes. still, still on making their way out of the nest. That's Elizabeth right. has been involved in ministry and mentorship for about 20 years. As a life coach, her sweet spot is helping women to unlock their purpose and learn to build lives of joy and intention. She yes. loves to approach her client's wellness holistically, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, and knows from her own story that women who are overwhelmed and depressed can be transformed into women of clarity, purpose, and joy. Yes. Yes. That's me. Big yes. Huge. <laughs> huge. Yes. In skywriting <laughs> letters. Yes, you can, and you deserve it. And thank goodness there are people like you reaching out your hand and saying, come along with me. Believe oh, that you good. deserve to step back into this happiness That's and clarity. Right. That's right. I'm so excited. I really appreciate that you had me here today. And I mean, right from the get go, when I heard the title of your podcast, Happified, I was like, I need to know her and I need to listen <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> so it's really exciting for me to be able to be here today. Yes, thank you. And I think, um, one reason, as I already shared with you, that I felt it was so important to bring this conversation on. I, I obviously love to talk about happiness and what we can do to cultivate it and why we yeah. are entitled to it in our lives right. and why everything yeah. else shouldn't come first yes. before that. Um, but I really struggle with feeling like I have any right to tell moms how to do better, how to put themselves first, how to make themselves mm -hmm. a priority, how to tell everybody else to sit down because it's mom's turn first. And right. so I love that in your own experience walking this path, um, that you are in this place and I feel like you're a much more grounded and authentic voice. Hmm. And, you know, it's easy for me to say, put yourself first, but to walk right. that walk and to, to cough that out for yourself, yeah. I think really right. shows, you know, you're your clarity in, in just how important it is. Um, yeah. So how long have you, um, how long, you know, through ministry work and that, I'm sure you've been coaching for a long time, but how long have you been working specifically with moms in this space and right. them come back to clarity? Yeah, that's more recent. Like you said, I mean, I've been doing ministry and mentorship for, for 20 plus years, but I formalized it and became certified as a life coach. Um, just within the last couple of years, actually. And so it was it was a culmination of a lot of things, my own personal story out of depression, um, a significant part of that. But it was really, I just really wanted to get into that coaching space where I had the opportunity to, to look women in the eyeballs and say, you deserve more, you're made for more, and it's possible. You don't have to settle for where you are right now and you don't have to stay stuck and I can help you. I really just wanted to, 
to be able to be validated and have the authority to say that and to come alongside women and see them transform too. So yeah, just a couple of years now and I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yes, beautiful. And I think that's a really important part to um, remind women, you know, as, as younger adults and we're finding our own way, we recognize what we bring to the world, I hope. Yeah. I think yeah. worthiness and confidence is a place where it's not unusual to struggle. struggle. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like parenting takes so much of you that it's hard to carve out that time and space for what fills your cup for what brings you joy and so you get joy from your children and so mm -hmm. to start mm -hmm. to disengage that that your children's mm -hmm. success and joy is your joy right mm -hmm. i imagine that's a difficult mm -hmm. recognition and oh yes yeah. to begin absolutely and really like what you're saying is a big part of where i i had a, had my downfall in that in that area really because it was about six years ago that um, two of our kids, they were our two younger ones, they tanked emotionally. We had done an international move and we were just in a brand new season that we were so excited about and everything went to pot. It was it was terrible. And the kids were a wreck. And because I had been finding my identity, finding my joy in all of their accomplishments and all of the wonderful things that they are and had done, when that went away, it was like, I lost all of that. I was like, I don't know who I am. And I don't know how to navigate all of their emotions. And then my emotions that are coming out of that, it was a real dark spot. And so I'm always glad for the dark places, because that's when light can come and we can move forward and we can grow. Uh, if we pick ourselves up and walk forward. Um, but it was kind of in that space where I had this phrase, uh, joy let loose, just dropped right into my life, like right into my lap. And, and I was, I was, I was not joyful. I was not happy. I was really depressed and I was, I was struggling myself. And so this phrase joy let loose, I was like, I don't, I don't know where that came from. I don't know what to do with it, uh, but it wouldn't let me go. And so I was. I, I had to explore it. And so I'm thankful for that season because it was a pivotal moment for me to shift from um, finding my joy, like you said, in my in only in my children to really uncovering who was I made to be? Who am I as a unique individual apart from being a mom? That's one of the really important and awesome things that I get to do, but it's not the totality of who I am. And so I had spent, let's see, at that point, my kids were like, 16, 14, 13, something like that. Um, so I had spent all of those years um, not really understanding who I was and really just building myself around them. And so from that point forward now, I've had the opportunity to learn how to uncover who Elizabeth is and who what my purpose is, and then begin to actually create goals and strategies to, to live that out. And what I have, it's kind of like in an airplane, you know, when, when the oxygen drops, the parent is supposed to take it first. So you can then help your child. Same is true as I have unlocked who I am, uncovered my own purpose. Now I'm living more joyfully and intentionally, and that's spilling over, spilling over onto my children. And so now they are beginning to do the same thing. So really awesome. And that's what I, you know, 
armchair observer, stepmom to a beautiful woman who was an adult when I came into the family, you know, that's what I try to express to parents yeah. is you are empowering your children with this awareness of how important it is to connect with what makes you happy and don't rely on other people to bring that to you. That's right. Absolutely. Healing some generational stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We didn't come up out of that for sure. That was not modeled yeah. for us and we didn't see that growing up. And so I do think it's a privilege and an honor to be at this space where we can shift a generation for sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. so um, talking about that, talking about how you started to get that clarity and how in your work with your clients, how mm -hmm. do we begin to figure out what it is that we're made for? Yeah, well, it's a process. It's not like you can sit down with a client one time and you're going to uncover all of this. Like for me, this journey has been years long. Now I have come up with some processes and systems to shorten that length of time for people because I don't want, I don't want it to take six years for a client to get to, you know, where I'm at for sure. But there are definitely um, tools that we can use and even just um, uh, groundwork things that we can do to uncover who we are. And I mean, some of them are actually pretty simple and you'd probably, it, it probably sound really like a no brainer when I say it, but even just things like taking the time to consider what do I love? Like, what are the things that make my heart race that just make my face light up? And that are, what are the kinds of things that I can't wait for? If I, if my day month is more have to heavy than I, I can't wait to heavy, you know, we're out of balance. And so it's important to figure out what are those things? Because I guarantee that those things are in us. They're part of us for a purpose. It's for a reason. There's a reason that I love this certain thing. And it's because I can lean into that and impact other people. So something as simple as starting to uncover, you know, what do I love? Another, another thing is really looking at what have I grown through? Like if I, I'm 47, I look back in my rear view mirror and I've gone through a lot of stuff. Some of it was crappy and some of it was great. And everything that I've walked through has shaped me and helped me to become who I am right now. But we can we can decide to put a lid on those things and try to forget those things and try to leave them in the past. But if we do that, we're not allowing them to shape our perspective of how we get to live out and help other people. Everybody's story is meant to impact someone else and become part of a, a growth point for them in their story. And so if I put a lid on all my bad experiences and don't let myself grow from them and don't share them and don't look for people who are going through that same stuff, then I don't have the opportunity to see how my story actually can create joy for someone else and help them to grow through something. And so, you know, looking at what we love, what we've grown through, what we just can't help but be a part of, like there are, everybody has like a cause right in them or something that just breaks their heart and they can't say no when there's a need. They have to respond. Well, that's another part of what, what, what makes you up, makes you you, and what is your purpose. And so just there are things like that, that we just take time together to, it's, it's self-awareness. It's uncovering things and it's allowing those things to be true but rather than trying to make them into something else. This is true of me. And so if this is true of me, what does that point to? 
figuring out that kind of stuff so that you can walk forward with purpose and intentionality. Mm, yeah, I think that's, that's all of that. That's really beautiful because I, I do believe that there is design to it. And, mm -hmm. and recently, and I wish I could attribute this to a specific source, and I'm sure it comes from a much greater conversation, but a conversation yeah. I was having with someone where, you know, we tend to feel like life gives us lessons we have to learn, right? Bad experiences uh, are served mm -hmm. up because we have to learn from this. This is our mm -hmm. growth experience that mm -hmm. we have to live. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get hard experiences because then we can help someone else through the same thing. Exactly, exactly. And that in itself is enough reason right. to be able to right. stand and say to someone else, I got through it and you're going to get through it too. Right, right. Yeah. How yeah. encouraging is that? Like to be able to look up to someone who's like, three steps ahead of you on that same journey and say, okay, she didn't die. <laughs> she's still standing and she's yeah. still smiling and she's making a difference. So if she can do that, I can do that. It's so encouraging. Yeah. And that experience doesn't mean that her story isn't worthwhile or she doesn't deserve to, you know, hold right. the stage and, you know, share right. the story and, you That's know, right. take action to make change, right? Like we yeah, don't need to absolutely. step aside. We get to step on and build from these experiences. Yeah, and and right. you mentioned too, you know, that self-discovery and reconnecting mm -hmm. with what lights us up because yeah. for so long, we do our work to help everyone else light up. Right. We forget. And so that self-awareness, it's it's almost like a muscle we have to come back to and build again because we Agreed. do get so out of touch of it. That's right. It's a ha it's a habit we can develop or it's something that we can completely ignore. <laughs> so I prefer... <laughs> To live a life that I want to get out of bed every day and that I know why I'm getting out of bed every day and I'm excited to be I'm excited to do that I mean that's my preference and I think that a lot of people don't live that way they dread getting up they're hitting the snooze button they they're they're drudging forward into the obligations of the day as opposed to able to walk into something that you can't wait to be a part of each day and so it is possible it is a habit that you have to develop you have to be intentional about it yeah. And I think um, respecting that it is a process, that there's no switch right. we get to flip and no. just step back into ease as this fully fledged, fully That's expressed right. person. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ta -da, it doesn't mean every morning life. is going to be awesome. It doesn't mean every day is going to be awesome. But if by and large, you can wake up and be excited about what lies ahead of you in the day, you're winning for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and I like to qualify too, because I love to talk about following your passion and build shaping mm -hmm. your life around it. And I mm -hmm. have been able to, to a point and it continues to evolve. Yeah. Um, sure. But sometimes, like you said, it's the thing that lights you up. Maybe it's an act of service you're able to do in your community. It doesn't mean right. changing your career. Right. Exactly. It's just finding how, how can I, in my context right now, take a step into that thing that, that fuels me and right. It might be volunteer service. It might be something that, it might be something that you do with your kids. You know what I mean? I'm not saying this is, this is not part of motherhood. It might, it just might be how you're shaping and how you're focusing your children towards something. I don't know. For everybody, it's going to be different. And for some people, it will be a complete vocational shift. It might be that you're at that place where it's okay to be like, you know what? I hate this. <laughs> I hate my job. And I don't feel like I'm in my in my unique zone of radiance at all. I don't feel fulfilled and I don't feel like I'm helping anyone. If 
that's true, it's okay to give yourself permission to reconsider. You know, we're, I think gone are the days where people jump into, like maybe come out of high school and either jump into a career or go to college and then stick with it for 40, 50 years. I don't, we used to see that happen with our grandparents and even maybe our parents, but gone are those days. There's all kinds of permission to be flexible and to shape and to pivot and to try new things. So I'm, I'm definitely a proponent of that if you have the ability to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you mentioned too, um, you know, that wake up in the morning feeling. And I remember having jobs where I would wake up on Monday and wish it was Friday until I started oh, yeah. doing the math. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's most right? of my life. I cannot sustain yeah. wishing mm -hmm. to fast forward most of my life. I'd like to be that's here right. now. Be um, present. But it's a lot of overwhelm comes along with that daily routine too. We get up, we get through mm. the morning and before we start work, we're feeling overwhelmed. How, are there mm. ways that you help people kind of navigate that or put that into perspective in our crazy, crazy worlds? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and, and I am working a lot with moms. And so a lot of times their, their busyness comes because the kids are just busy and there's a lot to do to look after them. Um, so, but there are rhythms that you can develop daily or weekly um, for rest, for recharging daily for some, sometimes that, that if you have, let's say you have kids who are small or elementary school age, you know that the minute their feet hit the floor, it's going to be like, like a train just going out of control, right? To be ready for that, perhaps you need to set aside, you know, 30 minutes before the kids wake up to have your own rhythm of preparation, just meditation or deep breathing or that cup of coffee that's still hot that you could drink before the kids wake up, aromatherapy, you know, just doing your own personal care, that kind of stuff before, before the kids start. Super simple, but, you know, but very shaping, like a mom is much more ready to handle the, the the chaos of the children when she has already set aside a little bit of time to be ready for it as opposed to rolling out of bed as their feet are hitting the floor little things like that it's just it's a habit again it's a decision maybe to wake up a half an hour earlier but it's one that will have long lasting fruit yes yeah i love that and i love the flexibility in the way that you mm -hmm. describe it. I had another mm -hmm. guest join me on the show. Um, Jana Danielson is another powerful mom and entrepreneur and um, a fellow Canadian. And uh, she um, describes, um, she calls them in rituals, but describes them as like Lego mm. blocks, you know? Yeah. So she's got the flawless morning. I would do these six things, but if it's a tight right. morning, if I've got an early meeting, I, these are my three core these things. These are the must-haves, yeah. And that's now good. I can I like sail that. into my day. So flexibility mm -hmm. is key. I think, um, right. you know, people tend to talk about a million dollar morning routine mm -hmm. and think, oh, mm -hmm. if I don't have time for A to Z, it's not worth it. And I love that right. you describe like, Whatever it is you can do to get centered and, yeah. and fill your own cup yeah, that's <laughs> with some right. hot coffee, not the forgotten coffee. Seriously, that right in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even little things like I do, I do habit stacking uh, for myself. Like I, I turn some things into rewards, like a cup of coffee for me in the morning is a reward for having drunk water first. So I drink water first. And once I drink enough water, then I allow myself to have a cup of coffee. Like if you can create tiny little Lego blocks, like you said, or stacks of habits that are healthy for you so that you are strong, 
ready, hydrated, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Super smart. <laughs> yes. And you're starting the day with a win. You're doing something exactly. that's good for you. And you're already right. getting that reward of that cup of coffee because that's you've done right. a good habit. Exactly. Yep. Little rewards. Let's create yep. more of those in the daily. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> Everybody likes prizes, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, even even busy moms, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially <Right>. perhaps. <laughs> perhaps, yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. So, um, do you have some advice too? So that's a great um, foundation for like getting mm -hmm. started and bringing a little bit of centeredness to mm -hmm. the day, getting going. Um, and you mentioned right, the the kids at different ages have different levels of busyness and for chaos. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, how, how do you suggest you have any tips for women to kind of start building that life that refuels them, that, that they love to have in the midst yeah. of keeping all these plates in the air? <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. I mean, part, part of that, I think, is um, even can come in the rituals that you create with your children. Um, mm. uh, when, when our kids were smaller, um, we endeavored as much as we could to spend one-on-one -on -one time with each one of them. We didn't force our, we didn't create this like neat obligation to do that where we would feel like we failed if we hadn't, because that is also possible, but we would create, try to create opportunities where we could establish a slow rhythm to have one-on-one -on -one time, even if it was just 10 or 15 minutes with, with each individual child where we would look them in the eyeballs. Again, like this one-on-one -on -one attention is really important for both of you, your, you yeah. and your child. And we would have these, we call them I see in you conversations, like where we call out gifts, things that we see that are strengths in our kids and not necessarily like you did awesome on your test at school maybe, maybe that but maybe more i have i saw how you took care of your sister when she hurt herself earlier and i just want to say i see that you're compassionate and i really appreciated that that helped her a lot so just calling out you know qualities and what i have found with my kids small and big because i mean they're young adults now when I do that, when I spend the time to look them in the eyes and really be intentional about the, the characteristics and the qualities that are that are strengths in them, it fuels me up. Like it fuels them up, but it also fuels me up and it slows us down. And I think that creating moments to pause, it, uh, especially in that way, is really, really important. But I think another thing that, that I know that we did well, that I, I feel... I feel glad about was we actually minimized extracurricular activities as our kids were growing up because I, I didn't want to, to be running in a thousand directions all the time and, and not, and feeling like I couldn't be present with all of them. And you know what I mean? I, I see other parents and with, they have the best intentions. They want to give their kids the best. They want to give their kids the opportunities and that's great, but it stretches the family so thin that there's no ability to pause. And so I think creating the ability to pause and rest and be locked in eyeball to eyeball has been very formative for our kids, but also for us, my husband and I both. And so for me, that has consistently fueled me to think about, hey, does my life matter? And how does it matter? 
and who am I impacting today? So from the time they were small till now, that's that's been something that's been important to me. And I think it it helps with that chaos because it puts a lid it, it does mm-hmm. put a bit of a lid on it and it helps you to have value focus about okay, what are we going to get involved in? What are the kids going to get involved in? Does it match our values and does it create a pace that's healthy for us? Um, I would all I would always recommend to parents of younger kids, don't do all the extracurriculars. It's it might be great. <clears throat> excuse me, it might be great in some ways, but in the overall health of your children and the overall health of your family, it might be actually detrimental. So that's a little yeah. thing. Yeah, really good point. And, um, you know, it's evolved so much from when we were in school. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, I talk with clients whose kids are in not only the school sports, but the club or the league sports and the community, you know, engagement. And and there's always that, you know, pressure if their eyes are on college, you have this is going to be great on your resume. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. this habit of there's always something be, something to be doing you can do yeah. it if you can fit it in your calendar it's right. a habit like i'm right. still breaking this pattern of right. all the time going and doing yeah yeah right <laughs> so that's really beautiful to to yeah. start to be aware of that at a younger age and right. be more selective you know and, and maybe selective. we do wish we could do all the things but what's really yeah. the most important what do you really love right. the most or is yeah. going to facilitate something yeah, important. I, I help my clients uh, learn to say their best yes. Is this a phrase we use a lot? What's my best yes? Because I could say yes to a thousand things, and they're probably all good. But what's my best yes? What is the one that's going to fuel me and mm-hmm. and fuel my purpose? If I have, if I believe that I have a purpose in the world, then there are some things that I should say yes to, and there's probably a lot of things that I should say no to because they're going to keep me from those purposeful things. So if we can instill that in ourselves as a habit, but also help our children uh, learn to say their best yes young, then they will learn as a be able already in that habit as adults um, to be selective, like you said, and say their best yes. I love that. That's a terrific catchphrase to just come mm-hmm. back to, like, which, mm-hmm. right. you know, I'm swimming in the overwhelm. I feel it all. Yeah. Like, all eyes are on me. Can you bring this to the next right. meeting? Exactly. Can you step yeah. onto this committee? Right. That's my best yes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and it, helps, it helps you to stop. Like, for me, I was a people pleaser. So I would say yes to everything because I didn't want to let anybody down. But by doing that, then I was never... I was never, you know, living out my full potential in any of those things. It was always mediocre. And so, and and probably 75% of it did not align necessarily with my purpose. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a habit. It's a muscle to flex, but it's an important one. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to forget to come back to you because I, I totally mm-hmm. got shivers when you were talking about that. I see in you practice. That's so mm-hmm. beautiful. And mm-hmm. it really does like, time is what we make it. And if we like make a priority of getting eye to eye and like being in this moment, right. Stop doing five things at once and going over the shopping list while you're driving the kids to soccer and all of this, right. Just so easy to do that. You've got one left in the car with you. Like let's have a conversation, you know, don't lose the opportunity for those moments. Those are priceless. Yeah, they are. And, and, and the benefit is just so huge for your own relationship, 
<clears throat> but also for them to grow in confidence and recognize, I guess, what what matters. Like, does it matter that I'm an A plus student? Probably not as much as it matters that I'm compassionate and kind. You know what I mean? Like drawing out of them those qualities that really have an impact in the world. Um, super important. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I recently saw on social media, um, someone shared like a bunch of um, post-it notes, a therapist had written down, you know, a child family therapist had written down comments that they've received from young patients, oh, eight years old, mm -hmm. 12 years old. And oh. the number of them that were reflecting, they don't get any attention from their parents or how much more attention these children feel their phone gets oh, yeah. than their children, oh. right? Because, and I get yeah. it. I mean, I, I do a lot of business on my phone. Sure. And my husband yep. is sitting there trying to have a conversation. I'm like, just a minute, babe, just a minute. Right. But when it's your kids, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's so hard. We know mm -hmm. that it's designed to trap us into the scroll right. on right. the phone. And mm -hmm. they're not not noticing. They recognize right. very much how much they have to fight for attention for with attention. these devices. So yeah. just creating yeah. that opportunity is really Really, Absolutely. Really yeah, that. totally get it. Yeah, good. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> um, I want to um, also take a look at, so you mentioned, you know, how these difficult experiences that we have in our life, we try to put a lid on it, right? It can be super yeah. painful to yeah. work through that, these dark spaces, mm -hmm. as you also yeah. mentioned, you know, it's really tempting to just run away from it, get busy. <laughs> distract, divert, deny. Yeah. Um, and as we start working through these layers, we get this clarity, what it is that lights us up, what we wish we could mm -hmm. do, but we feel held mm -hmm. back for mm -hmm. some reason. And maybe this mm -hmm. is an obstacle, right. something in our right. story. Yeah. Um, are, is there a way, or do you have some advice in that regard too, and how we can start to move past those obstacles to start letting that be a chapter instead of our whole story? Sure. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot about uh, the script that we're allowing to kind of be the narrative that we believe. We can, we can look back at whatever negative situation we had to walk through. Um, and we can, we can rehearse in our mind the script that, you know, that that happened to me. And that's why I'm so whatever. And it's because this happened that I can't do that. You know, we can keep a negative perspective on that. Or we can do the hard work of getting therapy. I totally always recommend counseling. <laughs> always. Everybody can use a therapist, a counselor to help with, with mindset and healing, like deep work healing. But a coach can help flip the script on on how you think about those things and how how what perspective you maintain about those things. <clears throat> so instead of I had to live through that thing, and so that's why I'm so disorganized, or that's why I'm so lazy, or that's why I'm not able to keep up with so and so. We can we can rehearse those scripts mm -hmm. for. We can flip the script and we'd say, oh, that happened to me and I learned how to be resilient. That happened to me. And so now I have a story to tell to help someone else, like we talked about before, or, or that happened to me and it developed a superpower in me 
And I have a responsibility to live out my superpower in the world because it's going to change the world. So if we can, that doesn't, that's not easy. And that's going to take a lot of repetition. It's another muscle. It's another habit. But if we can start to catch our thoughts and catch the ones that kind of deflate us or demean ourselves or pull us down and we can say, hold on, <laughs> I'm, I end up, I don't want to think like that. So instead of that, I'm going to think this thought and I'm going to give my per- myself permission to walk out of that pit. I don't want to be in that pit anymore. I'm going to walk out of that pit. I, I came through that. I'm here and I still have a reason to be here. So I'm going to walk out of that pit on purpose with my superpower. So for me, my superpower is joy. Um, I was in a pit of depression, sadness, just like total purposelessness. I don't know if that's even a word, but I say it. <laughs> Lostness, you know what I mean? Just, it was just, it was a, I was felt swallowed up. Um, and I decided because I had that phrase come to me, joy let loose, I decided, all right, I don't feel joy. I don't have it, can't let it loose in somebody else's life because I don't know how, but I decided I was not going to let it go. I said, okay, I'm going to walk towards it. I'm going to take a step towards joy. And so I started to study it. I started to talk about it. I started to read and, and write about it, that kind of stuff. And over time, as I flexed my joy muscle, I recognized, oh, actually, I have a superpower in this. I am very effective at pulling joy out of people, and and they deserve it. And so I've decided to build my life around it. I've decided, you know, I like being happy. I love laughing. I love feeling hopeful and optimistic. And people need that because people don't generally feel that way. So my superpower has a purpose. And so I have decided to become a life coach. I have decided to write more about joy. I have decided to help people to unlock it in their own life by figuring out what they're made for and what their superpower is. And so, you know, I I had to make a lot of decisions. I had to flip a script because my script was, I'm sad. I don't feel joy. I am not happy. You know, all of those negative things, I had to flip it and say, I want to be happy. I want to know joy. I'm going to figure this out. And then I had to get there. And so, and I did, and it's now my superpower. So for anybody that's walked through a dark season, no matter what it is, trauma, sickness, loss, grief, you know what I mean? There's something in there that's ready to shape them with a superpower to live it out. So my goal as a, as a coach is to figure that out with them, find that, and then help them flip the script and start to live it. And that brings me a ton of joy. So it makes me super happy. <laughs> right. It feeds both of you. It's like the it mutually supportive absolutely. outcome. Yeah, absolutely. It's so awesome. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think that's, I, I think it's like two different aspects, but it comes back to the same thing. I feel mm. like, and talking about happiness can be kind of triggering because a lot of people struggle to feel happy yeah. and it's a choice. It's a choice to come back to it. It's a choice to look for the little things that spark joy in your day. Your brain learns and builds that muscle over time. Over time. Yeah. You know, sometimes that, that really difficult lesson that you had to learn the hard way, um, a superpower doesn't mean you were born with it. Develop (laughs) develop it. That's right. You a superpower, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, just because Mm -hmm. it doesn't become natural, 
doesn't come naturally to you doesn't mean it's not for you. True. That's a, such a good point. And, and I saw that, like I, so part of my story of growing in this happened back in 2020. And we all know 2020 was just a hard year all around for everybody. And for lots of different reasons for myself, pandemic, but also my mom was diagnosed with cancer and she lives in Canada and we are in the States. And so with the pandemic, travel was really difficult. And so I decided to jump all the hurdles, whatever I needed to do to be with her, I was going to do it. And I was just going to stay. And I'm really thankful that my family and my, my job at the time, everybody was very flexible to let that happen. I'm very grateful for that. Um, but I made the choice to go. And so I was in Canada for like five months, um, her last five months and watching her, uh, operate that way, operate with intentionality to impact other people while she was going through cancer treatments that were not working was life-changing for me because you know, she was sick and she clearly wasn't getting better. And so we didn't know the timeline, but we knew that it was coming to an end. And yet every day with, she had nurses and different people coming in our, in and out of the house every day. Um, every day, it seemed like she had a purpose to encourage that nurse, to thank that nurse, to tell that nurse how grateful she was for them, to even say stuff like, oh, I love the shirt you're wearing today, or how are your children, or what, you know what I mean? Like, she just had eyes for others, and it lit her up. So she was able to kind of rise above what, there was a lot of pain, but she was kind of able to rise above it because she was seeing other people. It, like, profoundly shifted my, my perspective and helped me to grow and at the same time, I was able to function in joy, which is like optimism and hope and forward looking and stability, even while it was sad. It was sad. It was hard. And, you know, and then she passed away and the grief was, was big, but I felt joy. I might not have always felt happy, but I felt joy. Like I was able to have hope. I was able to stay you know, my head above the water sort of thing. Um, I didn't, I didn't succumb. I grieved, I, of, of course, and I had to grieve, I grieve and be healthy about that. But it didn't kick my legs out from under me and take me out because I had joy. And so I feel like joy is something that we can grow and it can stay steady. And it's not necessarily, uh, it doesn't depend on our circumstances. Happiness, you know, fluctuates with our circumstances, but joy can stay steady despite our circumstances. And she just, in her last couple of months, was just a huge influence on me and and, and solidifying what I knew about joy and how I saw it operate out of her end of life. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's possible to grow in joy. It is whether you're we were born with it or not it is possible to grow in it. Now, they named me Elizabeth Joy. My middle name is Joy. And but it was I'm in my mid 40s before I really discovered that I could actually build it and grow it. And now I'm so grateful that they gave me that name. <laughs> it's been waiting for you. It has been. It's like it was there all along, but I still had to find it. So. <laughs> well, and I think 
there's something really um, important in, in that story, which is so beautiful and powerful. And I'm so grateful you were able to get across that border and spend that time with her because oh, I know too. how hard like, that shot down it was, and it was yeah. devastating. It was so hard for so many. Families yeah. divided for so long. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people, like you said, happiness comes and goes. And we think happiness is the job promotion, the big vacation, the right. better house. Um, so I'm not saying looking outside of ourselves to find joy as in putting Mm. it on a thing or experience, but Uh the more inward we go, the more Mm -hmm. we don't look at and engage with what is happening around us in this beautiful, miraculous world, the harder it is for us to connect to joy. But when we're just present with other people and grateful for what they do for us and you know think of something and then share it with someone Mm -hmm. else and that sparks joy for them like right that is some really important source material there if you will absolutely is yeah Yeah. i mean the mental health crisis that uh, of isolation and loneliness and depression and sadness that we we all are aware happened because of us being um, apart from each other for so long during the pandemic, it's it's undeniable that we need each other. We need connection. We need to be locked arms with people in order to flourish um, and to grow in joy. And so <clears throat> we get to be part of that. And so uh, helping people, helping for me, helping women to even introverts, even shy people, helping them to learn that connection matters and and people need them they, they need people but people need them and so taking that brave step to step towards someone and become connected with them is really helpful but it's also going to be part of what strengthens them and builds their joy yes yes because your superpower might change the world but your superpower might just change one person's life exactly. and wouldn't that be Which worth is bringing huge. it out of hiding absolutely yeah <laughs> there's an old kid song there's an old kid song about hide it under a bushel no i feel like shine. exactly exactly <laughs> ah beautiful and um i love to ask some of my guests i mean i would ask all of them if i had the presence of mind but um <laughs> what are some favorite uh tips or practices that you go to to help kind of find calm when life is getting stressful. I love mm-hmm. any any tools we can share for the toolbox for. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, well, one of them I think is really important is to kind of just figure out what's your pace. Like what can you, what's your capacity? Um, because I know for me, I have a slower pace than some. I, I don't want, I don't want to look, I don't want to open my calendar and I don't want to see seven appointments that day. That's too much for me. I don't, that's not my capacity. And so one thing would be literally figure that out. And then if you can create strategies so that you are functioning in your own pace, if it's, if it's, if, if that means don't have three or four events in the uh, evenings given away to events, don't do it. Like slow down. That's, that's just, Figure yourself out. Find out your 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 capacity and walk in that pace. Um, I'm a I'm a brand partner with Young Living Essential Oils, and so I use aromatherapy a lot. And I know you use flower essences and totally uh, benefit emotionally from that. I would say taking on some kind of self care habit like that that 
that's proven to, you know, lower stress and kind of slow things down, slow your mind down and help you to focus, find something like that, that nourishes you. Um, even just taking space to, uh, to meditate and to quiet, you know, deep breathing, quiet, quiet yourself down. You can do that anywhere. You can do that sitting at your desk. You can do that waiting in a car, car, a car line at school or whatever. Just being intentional to take um, a couple of minutes to be very focused on your breath work. It, it's amazing how much that can calm your nervous system down and just just help you to be ready for whatever that next thing is, like the kids jumping in the car or whatever. But for me, I also, I'm a musician. And so like for me to sit down at the piano and to just play for a while and sing uh, without any kind of purpose other than to just enjoy the music, um, finding out what's, what that is for you. For some people, it might be writing. For some people, it might be coloring. You know, something you can do that's creative that you can just kind of almost disappear into for me 10 minutes at the piano is so energizing and so focusing and so if i'm feeling a little overwhelmed um or i've put too many things on my calendar and i know better um i can sit at the piano for 10 minutes and it's like it all goes away and then i'm ready to kind of shift into whatever the next thing is so figuring out what i think i think often it's a creative thing i think we're made to be creative and everybody has a creative something of some sort that they can make something happen that's beautiful that they enjoy just figure out what that is and put your put your attention on it for five to ten minutes a day and we'll see what happens yes more playtime definitely yes, i love that sure. yes and and i think this is the first time so i really love that you brought up um honoring our own pace yeah yeah, so important. Again, when you so know important. yourself, you know mm -hmm. what leaves you more drained or you know what yeah. leaves you with enough energy to yeah. be present and enjoy the end of yeah. the day. <clears throat> yeah, too. absolutely. I mean, how often do you see somebody and you meet them and say, how you doing? And their answer is, I'm so tired. Like all the time, people are all, that's always people's answer. I'm so tired. I'm so busy. Okay, what are we going to do to unbusy? <laughs> <Like> <laughs> We can change that. <laughs> Starts by planting your flag, making That's that right. choice. That's right. Yeah. There's so many decisions we can make that are going to better our health and make us better, to, better able to invest and have an impact on other people. It just comes down to just being ready to make some changes and being okay with it. Yes. And, and it's not every change altogether all at once. No, it's right. Starting exactly. to put them into place. That's right. And seeing that's what right. that space allows you to. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. I knew this was going to be a really juicy conversation. I love Yay. what we got to explore. We, I think Me we too. covered some real ground. So thank yeah. you so much. My pleasure. Yeah. Wishing thank you, you for having me here. Day. And same to you. My Thanks so much. Indeed. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.